Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to week two of scaly skin disease, mold that appears on the walls of your house, and the sacrifices that render you pure after experiencing these things. We're deep into the book of Leviticus right now, and a reminder that Leviticus comes from the word Levi, which is the name of the priestly tribe. So this book deals largely with things having to do with priests and priesthood and sacrifice in the ancient temple, or the Mishkan, the portable temple or portable sanctuary in the desert. And that's the connection with the topic that we're reading about right now, which is Sara'at, this scaly skin disease. It was seen as a priestly matter. In last week's Parsha, we were introduced to this disease, and we were told about the procedure for when you thought you had this scaly skin affliction, that you would take it to the priest and you would be diagnosed. If you want to hear more about that, I would invite you to listen to last week's podcast on Tazria. This week's Parsha, which is called Metzorah, deals a little bit more with the skin disease version of Tzara'at, in that it describes the ritual for purification of the Metzorah, the person who has this disease, after they've been declared pure or free of the, of the sickness. Then it moves on to talk about what happens if you have this disease on the walls of your house. This is Leviticus chapter 14, verse 34. Ki tavo el Eretz Canaan, asher aninoten lachem lachuza. When you enter the land of Canaan that I am giving you as a possession, venatati negat saraat bebeit Eretz achuzatchem. And I inflict, God says, a plague upon a house in the land that you possess. Then the owner of the house shall come to the priest and say, Something like a plague has appeared upon my house. The Torah then goes on to describe the procedure that the priest goes through. The priest should examine the house and then isolate it for a week. And if this tsara'at, this affliction spreads, then they should remove the stones and watch it for another week. And ultimately, the house is either cured, it becomes pure, or it has to be torn down if this tsara'at, this affliction, can't be removed from it. So the first question we have to ask ourselves is, what could it mean to have a plague on your house. I immediately go to Shakespeare. In Romeo and Juliet, Mercutio shouts out a plague on both your houses to Romeo and Tybalt, as I think he's dying, as a way of saying, you both screwed up. I'm blaming both of you for this. You should both be cursed by your behavior. But the Torah seems to be describing something a little more literal, an actual plague on your house. So there's a couple possibilities for what this is. First of all, it could be some kind of mold 
that actually appears on the walls of the house. If we want to take this literally, we can imagine that people in ancient times would have been very much afraid of diseases that appeared on their houses that could spread, could make people sick, and could ultimately get out of control and cause suffering. So that's one possibility, that this sarat is some kind of house mold or fungus that is spreading on the walls of the house. But the other possibility, and this is the direction that the rabbis tend to take it, is that it doesn't describe something real, that it's here for a different reason. The commentator Sforno remarks that this sarat on the walls of the house is an entirely unnatural phenomenon. And in the Talmud, on page Sanhedrin 71a, the rabbis say, A house afflicted in this way has never existed and never will exist. Why, then, they ask, is this written in the Torah? Drosh vekabel sachar so that we may learn from it, and so that we may benefit from the learning that we do. So the rabbis have this idea that this Torah portion, this story of mold or disease appearing on the walls of the house, is here for teaching purposes. It's here so that we can learn something. What is it, though, that we can learn? And for that, I want to turn back to the verse that I read earlier. Remember, it says, When you enter the land and there's a plague on your house, the owner of the house shall come and tell the priest, Kanega nira li babait. Something like a plague has appeared upon my house. And the rabbis ask the question, Why doesn't the owner of the house just go to the priest and say, a plague has appeared on my house. I mean, he can look at the walls of his house. He can see that this thing has appeared. Why does he go and say, Ka, Ka Neganira, something like a plague has appeared on my house? And they answer that there's a lesson here about being overconfident, about thinking you know things. Rashi, who's the commentator par excellence of the Torah, says even if the owner of the house is a learned person and knows for sure that it's a plague, he shouldn't decide the matter with certainty. And a commentator known as the Re'em, Rabbi Yitzchak Mizrahi, says that the lesson here is not to be so sure of yourself all the time. He says even if you're absolutely sure, you should open up yourself to the possibility of doubt, of other possibilities. And he quotes the Talmud in Tractate Brachot 4a, where it says, Lamed l'shoncha lomar eni yodea. Teach your tongue to say, I don't know. Now that is a remarkable message especially from the Talmud, which is literally a book of rabbis saying things they think they know, arguing and debating what's the right way to understand this and the right way to practice that. But in all that, the Talmud wants to send the message that sometimes the goodness is in the not knowing, in the not being so sure about what we think we know, because that's what allows us to open ourselves up to learn from other people. That's the case for the owner of this afflicted house who goes to the priest and says, Kanega nirali, I think something like a plague has appeared. It's also the case for the rabbis of the Talmud who are busy arguing with each other while trying to learn from one another at the same time. And it's even the case for Moses, because that's who the Talmud is talking about when it tells us to learn how to say, I don't know. This is appropriate for Pesach coming next week. The Talmud asks the question, 
Why did Moses declare that the final plague would come kechatzot, at around midnight? I mean, he's Moses. He knows what God has told him is going to happen. So why did he say, eh, around midnight? The answer is, lamed l'shon chalomar eni yodea. We should all teach our tongues to say, I don't know. Remember that you don't know everything. Remember that you have a lot to learn. No matter who you are, whether you're Moses, the greatest prophet, the greatest spiritual figure ever in the story of the Jews, or whether you're anybody else on earth, we need to open up our minds and open up our hearts to what we can learn from each other. And at the end of the day, maybe that's the meaning of this sara'at on the walls of the house, this affliction that appears on a home. How can a home be afflicted? How can a family be afflicted? Or for that matter, a city, a country, or a people? When we can't listen to each other, when we don't think we have anything to learn from each other, that's when we're in trouble. That's when we've been visited by a plague on our houses. And in that sense, the message here is to open up our ears and open up our minds, to listen more than we talk, and not to give up on our ideals, but at the same time to remember that we have a lot to learn. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to 7-Minute Torah. Have you checked out the conversation in our Facebook group? Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there.